Hey everybody, this is Nate Evans from the Digital Content and Accessibility Team. You get to hear my best radio voice, which I realize is not very good, but um, it's 2019. We're trying something new and that's podcasting. And so what we thought we'd do is record uh, our meetings every once in a while. What you're going to hear today is a recording from our January Web Accessibility Policy Liaisons meeting. If you want to hear more about um, some of the, the steps that we're thinking about going forward into this year, I'd encourage you come to the next meeting. That's going to be on February 1st, 10.30 a.m., Wells Hall, B342. Again, Wells Hall, B342 at 10.30 a.m. Uh, we're going to spend some time reflecting on that. So um, thanks again for your partnership and uh, enjoy the episode. All right, welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming today. Heidi, thank you so much. Where are you? And Kelly for hosting us in the beautiful lab here. This is amazing space. Hope everybody had a good holiday, New Year. Anybody travel to someplace warm? Mr. Phil, Mr. The uh, speaking of that, the the Wolverine in the back of the room, Phil Deaton. Thank you for joining us today. We've got a a very kind of a different agenda today. We have a few uh, agenda items we want to get through up front, and then we're going to do a retrospective. Uh, kind of in the latter half of the meeting, kind of reflect over the last year, get some thoughts together as we make some goals for next year. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but as we get started here, uh, since the library is hosting us here, I wanted to give um, Heidi a moment to kind of talk a little bit about the MSU Library's Digital Accessibility Program, some of the things they've been working on um, over the last year, things they're excited about, things they're looking forward to. So um, with that, I'll turn it over to Heidi. Thanks, Nate, and welcome everyone to the Digital Scholarship Lab. Um, ironically, the mics in this room aren't working today, um, but we have this that's uh, recording the meeting. So um, Nate asked me to kind of talk about three things very, very briefly, um, and then if there's a couple of minutes, we can take some questions. Um, but we just wanted to, again, describe the the library's um, digital accessibility program a little bit um, by starting a, um, by talking about the as Nate said, the top two or three habits or practices that we're doing right now to improve access in our digital goods slash services. So I saw I thought of a few things that I think the libraries have been pretty successful at. And the first is continued support of accessibility positions, roles, and various units. Um, this means that we have both administrative and financial support of the things that I'm about to mention. Um, the MSU Libraries has formalized a lot of accessibility in our roles and positions. I'm the accessibility coordinator for the libraries and have that as the main thing I do here at the libraries. There's also a librarian who has a secondary assignment or 25% assignment in library accessibility. We have a really active library accessibility working group made of a made up of about eight or nine people from the libraries from different units. And this is a great way to talk about different aspects of library accessibility um, and how we can all work together to improve that. We have a robust student accessibility intern program. Right now we have two students working about eight to 10 hours a week each, and they help in our remediation efforts and testing efforts. Uh, we have a library liaison to MSU's RCPD, the Resource Center for Persons with Disabilities, and this really keeps uh, the communication and programming between our two uh, units open and, and really active. And then, of course, we have units uh, like Web Services, where Kelly is head, um, that actively and really make accessibility part of everything that they do. 
Um, another thing that I think makes us successful um, is that we have a really robust uh, meeting and training uh, schedule for library staff related to digital accessibility. So each semester we probably offer between three and upwards to about 10, depending on how many webinars are offered, um, different accessibility trainings that we open up to library staff. Um, we have over 200 library staff, so it's not um, that all 200 come to each of these sessions. Um, and that's one thing we're working on trying to improve and to make more, um, to try to increase the ways that we offer these accessibility trainings to make it easier for, to reach a wider number of those library staff members. Um, and the third thing that I think really makes us successful is um, some of the collaborative efforts that we have. Um, we have a really active Big Ten um, library accessibility group. And I think I've talked about that at some of the WAPL meetings in the past, but within this group, we, um, as a consortium, test library e-resources for accessibility and post those ev evaluations publicly for any li library or vendor or library user to see. So it really calls out some of the accessibility issues that are present in library e-resources, uh, things like databases, journal e journals, e-books, things that everyone here on campus uses. Um, and then another collaboration um, that I wanted to mention is, is again, our RCPD. So uh, we're all in this beautiful space. When it opened, we knew there were quite a few accessibility challenges with things like virtual reality, our 360 room, just the space in general. So we invited RCPD specialists over to give us feedback on ways we could improve the accessibility, make um, some of the accessibility challenges more transparent uh, to users who come to the space who might need accommodations or who might need a little bit of extra assistance. And that collaboration gave us some really good feedback, and we turned some of that feedback into action items like the accessibility handout that we have at the front desk, um, some of the signage we have around the space, etc. Nate also asked me to talk about one of the most impactful things um, around digital accessibility within the last year. I don't know if it's the most impactful, but it's one of the most uh, cool things we've done recently, so I wanted to highlight that. Uh, we recently had Able Eyes. Um, do virtual 360 tours of a couple of our library spaces. The first floor, since that's where the majority of people who visit the library come, and our digital scholarship lab here on the second floor west. Um, for those who don't know, Ableize is a local accessibility company that creates virtual tours to really help um, people with certain disabilities, those with anxiety, PTSD, those on the autism spectrum with chronic health issues, who may want to check out a space virtually before coming in to make sure it works for them. Um, so these virtual tours are now posted on the library's website um, in a couple different places, um, but they're really cool. Ableize, um, if you're not familiar with the work, they were at the Accessible Learning Conference. Uh, they really did a beautiful job um, at, at making these tours um, and shooting everything here in the first floor in the Digital Scholarship Lab. So from the library's main page, if you go to address and visiting, you can take a look at these. I don't want to spend too much time. Um, but there are tags that give information about certain public services points or restrooms which might be accessible, which aren't, drinking fountains, that sort of thing. And then finally, Nate asked me to talk about some of the things we're hoping to work on or improve in 2019. We have um, several goals, but a few that I thought of and thought I'd mention is, again, continued staff training and efforts, um, especially related to document and digital accessibility, to again reach more of those 200 plus staff members um, that we have here. Uh, we really want to continue to communicate with and put pressure on e-resource vendors that we work with. Again, those database, e-resource, um, e-journal, um, e-book vendors. There are still a lot of accessibility issues in those platforms and the content, um, and those are heavily used here on campus. 
Uh, the libraries and archives just merged here on campus. So one of the things we'll be working on in the continued year is to incorporate archives as, as part of our library's accessibility team and incorporate them into our five-year plan and annual reviews. And then we're also focusing a lot this year and the coming year on uh, physical accessibility in terms of the space. Um, we're looking a lot at signage. A lot of our signage is an ADA compliant or doesn't have Braille. Um, we're planning a lot of new spaces as we have a new library director. So we want to make sure accessibility is being incorporated at the beginning planning stages of all that. Um, so with that, I'll end. But if there are any questions, I'm happy to uh, answer them now. Or I'll also be hanging around. But just for a few minutes after the meeting, I have to rush to a after or a, a camp to pick up my son who's out of school this week still. So uh, any questions? All right, thanks. Thank you, Heidi. That was great. Um, I always love hearing stories about how uh, y'all are doing accessibility within your own programs, within your own colleges, because it looks different depending on what your unit you're in, whether you have academic content or not, and there are all these different variables, and I love that you guys have made this fit for the libraries really well. So kudos, good work there. Um, the next thing that's up in our agenda, um, it is the start of the semester, and so we wanted to carve out just a few minutes uh, to invite um, Leslie from the RCPD if you want to come up. Um, I like to do this kind of right at, uh, at key points, but we started doing this also throughout um, the WAPL schedule just to kind of carve out some time to make connections with the RCPD. But um, we don't have anything specific plans, but I wondered if there are any specific questions related to course content or maybe anything else related to RCPD. Um, I know we get th these visa requests, um, they go to, to Bender over here, and then we try to work with you as liaisons and as, as well as the faculty to make sure you get connected um, when you need help. So um, I'll just kind of leave it open for a moment. Um, any questions? Yeah. Actually, I'd like to share something with you. I yeah. took a presentation okay. that you did for us a few months ago and shared it with our executive team in RHS. They immediately wanted me to present it to the entire executive <laughs> team in a meeting. and. They had a lot of questions, and they may invite you to a meeting yeah. in the future, but they really appreciated the information that was there. And some of the, especially for the res folks mm -hmm. who manage all the, the residence halls yep. and, and all of that, they were really intrigued by some of that input. So thank you. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that it went to good use. <laughs> yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. And in case, do you mind talking a little bit about the context of that presentation? Sure. And that presentation, I think it got emailed out too, but it basically just had a breakdown of our population of students that are registered with us and what different disability categories they fall under, what colleges, majors, um, grade level, things like that. So it just shows that we have a lot of students and they're all over the place. They live on campus and off campus. And um, we actually, I myself and another colleague meet with um, in REHS, Chris Stone Sawalish. We meet with him um, every two weeks because we have an RCPD liaison over there to talk about housing accommodations and issues that arise. So we're always happy to go in and meet and talk. And like we came to the library, that was a lot of fun. So we were always happy to come and go places. Anything else? Yeah. Is that breakdown available Yeah, she asked if the breakdown was available. And I don't think it's on our website. Our website's currently in the process of being restructured, but I can certainly um, send it to you. And I know it's usually included in our annual report, which some I don't know if it's on the, our website or not, I, but I can send it to you if you give me your contact info. Yep. Any other questions? Yeah. 
Casey, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, you're for welcome. Yep. Any other questions? Is there a place that folks should go to related to visas or yeah, so any like visa questions or accommodation requests, the, the visa will have the specialist name and contact information at the top, so that's always the best place to start. But Or you can go on our website, it's just rcpd.msu.edu, and all of our information's on there, so you can feel free to contact any of us with questions, and um, there's always lots of questions. And all the students are requesting their visas right now, so we're really busy kind of get all those out to them. So. We have lots of instructors. I had an instructor this morning with questions. So there's always instructors' questions and, you know, questions all over the place. So, <laughs> but yeah, so we're always happy to help. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. Great. Okay. Next up in our agenda, I want to talk a little bit our about our monthly web report metrics. I do not have the metrics for December just with the holiday in there. So it's going to take me a little bit more time to pull those, those numbers. But one of the things I did kind of want to mention is just kind of a, uh, a reminder about um, some of the guidance that we provided um, a few meetings back. This, this slide um, hopefully looks familiar uh, about why it's important and where to get started if you're not reporting your web metrics and those kind of things. So one of the things that we, uh, we talked about up front is essentially we're recommending um, that you up front, when you think about your websites, define what your digital properties are. What are the most important uh, websites, web apps, those kind of things to you within your own unit. You should define those. And one of the bits of feedback that we gave a lot of in this last annual self-review cycle was um, it's also really important for you to uh, document why you prioritize something the way you did. Um, that, that gives us some good information and it will help you if you've documented that to start to talk about that within your unit. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we say start small. It can be very difficult to, uh, to it's well, it's overwhelming, right? To think about how many digital properties that are out there. Um, so we'd recommend you start with a small group of them that you know are high traffic, those kind of things. Um, number three, start by submitting priority properties that you're most actively remediating. So. Uh, the worst thing that I think we can do is say this is a really important website to our unit, but then not work on the accessibility of it or make improvements to it. So uh, we want you to focus on the sites that you're going to be working on and improving for accessibility regularly. And then lastly, uh, the recommendation is to submit uh, web reports on a monthly basis. Um, this uh, this uh, image here might look familiar. We talked about this in terms of how often do we change our oil, right? And every uh, three to 5,000 miles, every um, six months or so, whatever that number is, um, we'd like you to be more frequent uh, in checking your websites than you might be in checking your oil, right? These are our digital front doors, the, the properties that folks go to when they first come to MSU for, for some of us. So uh, it's really important to, to get in there and be checking the accessibility of it if, if you're not. Um, we'll, I'll be uh, circulating more information on the um, actual metrics for this month. I'll send that out uh, to the web access list once we've, we've crunched those numbers together. But I uh, just wanted to, to give a quick reminder during our meeting today. Um, okay, the next thing I wanted to talk about um, is uh, an idea that we have. Um, there is a, a regular meeting that MSUIT hosts called I MSUIT Next. 
And so one of the ideas that we're um, talking about right now and had some ideas around is what would it look like for us to have a focus on digital access and inclusion uh, for, an, for our next IT Next. So that's one of the things uh, we want to talk about. With that, I wanted to invite up Dawn Baker. She's our uh, MSUIT Chief of Staff. And uh, I asked Dawn to talk a little bit about um, why do we do MSUIT Next? Um, why is that important? Those kind of things. So with that, I'll hand it over to you. Good afternoon, everyone. Nate, thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed. I met Nate probably over a year ago and just got familiar with the work he's doing across the university and I'm just amazed at how he networks. And I just teased him that I'm going to start following him to all of his meetings because he has the best locations that I've ever seen on campus uh, outside of where I usually meet. So this is fantastic. Um, so as you know, earlier this year, many of you have been a part of this initiative for uh, the IT transformation where we're changing the approach to technology on campus. Uh, that activity was ongoing very actively for six months, reaching out to different units, having those conversations. We've been very fortunate to welcome over 200 new team members to uh, MSUIT. And as we continue to work together, where we've decided that this IT next concept is a great way to define not only acknowledge the past and what's happened, but what are the possibilities for the future. Uh, our first one was to onboard and welcome new team members. We had another one for a specific project that's having a very big impact on campus in regards to mail migration. And in a brief conversation with Nate, we, we just started talking about the idea, what if we took it to the next level and considered the impact that technology and accessibility, how does, what does that have on campus? And again, being educated through Nate and his great work across the university, are there more opportunities to connect some of the demand that's out there with many of the great things that are happening? So uh, very happy to have a few minutes with this group today. Nate's gonna take us through some brainstorming as far as how might that IT Next be purposed to best meet the needs of the target audience both in highlighting the great things, but also making sure we understand are there uh, gaps there that can be addressed and making sure those are raised. So thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, Don. Yeah, so um, I handed out this one page document. It kind of gives a high level of uh, some of the ideas. This is intended just to be a brainstorm, right? And, and really, we wanted to bring this to the waffle first so we could give some feedback. Uh, it may be that IT Next is something that in the audience for something like this is going to be the IT staff. That's the way that um, we've done it in the past. Um, so uh, if you could ask your IT staff or let them know anything about accessibility, what would it be? What would you be interested in? So um, one of the things I kind of wanted to ask is if you go to the bottom uh, where it says ideas, um, there's session one, two, three. Again, these are just kind of initial brainstorms, but I would love to get a better sense from you all about what is it you want to tell your IT staff or what do you want them to know about IT accessibility um, that would be really beneficial. So um, the first question there under session one is what specific questions do you have about MSUIT accessibility efforts or what is it you'd like them to learn? I'd like to just kind of open it up to the room. Is there any feedback you'd be interested in providing or uh, thinking about?
reporting. Um, the feedback was it'd be helpful to hear about what was the feedback from the previous IT next to help inform the next one. So that's that's a great point. Gotcha. So the question was, what is the focus of access or digital access and inclusion? Um, I think that's definitely a good question we need to, to answer to kind of figure out what should be the main focus. Um, and that's frankly, I think, why I wanted to, to get a little bit of feedback from you all today too. Um, what would be most helpful in terms of your IT staff? I don't have a good sense of where everybody's at. I know, I know where we're at as a team um, and where we're at within MSUIT, but um, there are IT staff scattered all over campus. Um, so what I'll do, um, and by the way, too, if you uh, think about it, I'm more of a processor personally, and I think about it later. So if you have some feedback later, you can email us at webaccess at msu.edu. Uh, email me directly, or there's also the link to the ideas site. You can submit them there. Um, all right, question two. If you could have any keynote speaker in the accessibility space, who would it be and why? W3C lady. I can't remember her name. Okay, that was it. I love that she said, don't read the regulations, read the examples. Mm. Okay. Don't read the regs, <laughs> read the examples. Right. That was some of the feedback she gave. Okay. Anybody else you can think of? Yeah. Maybe like Carl Rose would be a great person for technical sessions. Yep. The comment was uh, Carl Groves uh, is another idea. He's he's fantastic. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. Him and Bill, Billy as a combo would be would be really funny. They have a YouTube series. If you haven't seen that, it's worth a Google. Uh, it's really funny. Any other ideas before I go to the next question? Depending on your definition of access, does failure to implement the policy report on digital web writing? Really? Surveillance, AI, AI. Thank you. Chris Gilliard. Yeah. Good recommendation. Thank you. Okay. I am on the Twitters. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go to the next question. Uh, uh, session. We're talking about a session on what resources might be available and how IT staff can support the effort at MSU. Um, the question is just kind of more general. How could we as a unit deliver better value in your work as it relates to IT accessibility? Um, you can answer that now, or we're also going to be getting into an exercise where I think we'll draw some of that as, out as well. Um, but any initial thoughts on that? All right, cool. So um, thanks for providing the feedback. Um, if you have other thoughts, again, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear it. We really want to be listening to that, um, and it's going to help inform this. It's only this, this sort of thing I know is only good unless it's something that helps you and is helpful to us as you know together so that's really why I'm, I'm uh, really interested in your feedback on this so